Today's program was brought to you by MailChimp. More than 6 million people use MailChimp to design and send email marketing campaigns. MailChimp's new automation features make it easy to provide timely, relevant information to your customers and prospects. Learn more at MailChimp.com automation. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, and welcome to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie, and today we're coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You can listen to After the Jump live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on heritageradionetwork.org or download the podcast on iTunes anytime. This summer, I've been teaching my own version of summer school classes at Makeshift Society in Brooklyn and in San Francisco. My topic of choice was social media, and in every class, I found myself more and more excited to get into the nitty-gritty details of what it means to craft a successful and authentic social media presence for any brand, company, or personality. And for better or worse, social media has become the primary way most people find and consume information. Whether they're getting updates on political situations or looking at more lighthearted updates related to cultural news that interests them, people are no longer reading online homepages the way that they used to. Rather than bemoaning that loss of the more centralized method of communication, the homepage, I think our time is better spent understanding and embracing those changes and learning how to make them work for us, both personally and professionally. So today I'm going to share a short 15-minute primer that will help anyone listening get started with expressing themselves and their work through social media. So let's start with the basics. Who is on social media and why should we care? Here are the basic numbers. There are 1.2 billion people on Facebook. There are 255 million on Twitter. There are another 200 million on Instagram and over 70 million people on Pinterest. It's an awful lot of people. But the kicker is those people are also potential clients, customers, businesses that you'll want to collaborate with or sell with, and influencers who will have the potential to make a huge difference in your life and work. So avoiding them or those social outlets represents missing out on opportunities that none of us can afford to let pass us by. So how do you get started and find the people and share your message with them? The first thing to do is start your account. Step one is to start an account on all platforms. One of the biggest keys to success in social media is early engagement and starting things as soon as possible. So whether or not you fully understand all the ins and outs of a platform, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, go ahead and set yourself an account. When in doubt, choose your business name as your handle over your personal name or something clever or funny that doesn't quite relate to your company. Step two is to personalize your account. You'll want to upload a photo, a brand logo, a tagline, or any photos that will make your page feel like your brand style. Step three is to decide who to follow. And that's a bigger question. How do you decide who you follow? I think the answer is actually quite simple. You'll want to start with Google searching popular people in your niche, as well as following any of the shops, artists, people that you admire already. You can always unfollow someone later, but it's best to load up in the beginning because this will be part of your research pool later. So now that you've got your accounts up and running, you'll need to watch, listen, and learn. Step one of the listening and learning phase is to start a chart on your computer or just a piece of paper. You'll want to track account names, what platform they're on, like Facebook or Pinterest, and then what they're doing that you like. For example, if someone that you're following has a great idea to do a flower arrangement of the week, 
or that you like something else related to that particular theme, write that down. If you like that someone else you follow has a clever way of calling attention to other accounts online, note that too. Or if you're just inspired by someone else's experiments with diptych or triptych photos, add that to the chart. The goal here is to see what you like online and what seems to be going over well with others online too. After a week or two of watching and listening, you'll get a great idea of what's popular and what's working, not just on social media, but within your particular niche. The next phase of readying your social media presence is to find your voice and your aesthetic. Social media is both fascinating and tricky because it's the fastest way to get across your personal or professional voice and look in one single photo or update. So you need to be sure you know exactly what you want to say and how you want to express yourself online before you start doing it. The first thing to do is to start a private Pinterest board. I suggest pinning everything and anything that moves you or grabs you for at least one week. At the end of that week, take a look and find the common threads. These are the elements that will make up your particular style and your aesthetic. To find your written voice more easily, I want you to write down a company or personal manifesto. This won't be a huge political document that you share with others, but instead it's a guiding principle that you're going to use and consult when struggling with how best to communicate online. You may want to refresh or refine this as time goes on, but this will help you stay in touch with the language and the mission that are most important to you. Now I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about how to find the content that you'll be sharing online. This episode of After the Jump is supported by MailChimp. More than 6 million people use MailChimp to design and send email marketing campaigns. MailChimp's new automation features make it easy to provide timely, relevant information to your customers and prospects. Instantly send welcome emails, product recommendations, special offers, and more. Segmentation, personalization, automation, all in one. Learn more at MailChimp.com slash automation. Hey, welcome back to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonnie, and today we're talking about social media. I'm devoting the whole mini show to the concept on how to find your voice and your style through social media. We've already talked about who to follow and how to build your accounts, but you have to figure out what you're actually going to say on the internet. This is often the hardest part. And I have a really simple process for this. The first thing I think you should do is create a three-part map of all the different types of content you can be sharing. And I want that map to be divided into three sections, small content, medium content, and large content. And by those sizes, I mean how much time it takes you to produce that. For example, if you take a photograph behind the scenes of your studio and you share that online, that might be something you can take relatively quickly. But if you have to style a full sh photo shoot in order to share something much more in-depth, then that's something that should fall into the larger category. So I want you to start thinking about all the different things you'd like to share online and then put them into those categories. I'd also like you to note how much time it takes you to produce them, how many you think you can do per week. And then don't be afraid to include new content ideas that are inspired by other people's feeds. These can be ideas that you've seen on other successful feeds, ideas that are inspired by people that you already follow and enjoy. The, tr the trick is to make sure that you take that content and make it your own. You don't want to just take somebody else's idea and reproduce it. Also, include teasers, behind-the-scenes 
peaks, and any other content that can give people a really good look at who you are behind your company and behind your brand. Once you have this map, you'll be able to use this to decide what goes where and when. I highly suggest creating a very simple editorial calendar for when you schedule your updates in social media, so that if you want to post to Instagram every other day for a week, you know what you're putting up and when. Some people might say that this seems like it's against the of-the-moment or instantaneous nature of social media, and in some ways it is. But the reality is, if you're looking to create a unique and engaging content for a medium that is always demanding more, it's really helpful to plan ahead. You don't need to create false updates or pretend that you're doing something when you're not, but there's no harm in scheduling photo shoots over the weekend or planning what you'd like to talk about the following week if it allows you to use social media effectively for your brand. I find a mix of small, medium, and large updates the best to do online so that you don't feel like you have to post heavy content on social media all the time. But you also don't want to fall into the trap of posting only light content. So be sure to mix it up and find what's best for you. So once you started testing things, the final step of preparing your social media presence is to test and refine. I find most people skip this step and just figure out, I'm going to post these things. It's going to be fine. People seem to be liking it. I'll just keep doing the same thing. But if you're not diving into the numbers and seeing what's actually working, you might have a different idea of what you should be posting. So these are the outlets I suggest signing up for and using to figure out what's working for you. The first one is Facebook Insights. Facebook Insights is a totally free program that you can use. It's attached to your Facebook page, whether it's a personal page or a business page. And you can check it out to see what posts are doing well, what people are liking. You can even see what average time of day things seem to be doing better. And it'll help you analyze which, which updates are doing the best and why. The platform that I love the most right now is called Iconosquare. And it's completely free. And it essentially gives you access to your Instagram feed and tells you what's the most successful. Now, for a visual medium, and especially if you are in a visual field for your work, Iconosquare is invaluable, and the fact that it's free makes it 10 times better. The thing I find most helpful is to dive into Iconosquare to select a time range that's pretty long, whether it's a month or two months, and then to look at what photographs are most popular with your readers. You can sort this by how many comments something gets or by how popular it is in terms of likes. When I did this for my brand, I was shocked to see that the things that I thought were most successful were by no means the most successful in terms of actual statistics. This is how I learned to refine the aesthetic I was using on Instagram, and I did it totally for free. So embrace Iconosquare and use that for Instagram. Pinterest also offers a totally free analytic program called Pinterest Analytics. The only catch is that you have to be able to install a tiny bit of code into the header of your website or your blog or any other platform they can use to track. And that will let you sort of be able to say, yes, this is my page. I have given you permission to track it. Pinterest isn't quite as detailed as Facebook Insights or Iconosquare, but it will give you a good idea of how many followers you're gaining, what's doing well, and what photos in particular are most popular. Now, my absolute favorite of all time testing tool is one called Sprout Social. Now, if you've been using social media for a while, you might remember Hootsuite, which was another version of this program. And Sprout Social essentially lets you preload updates for Twitter and Facebook as far ahead of time as you would like to. But unlike the other tracking software, you have to pay for it. There is a free trial. I believe it's a month long. And then after that, the base program is $59 a month, which for a large business may seem like nothing. But if you're an individual, this may seem like a lot of money. Now, as someone who's running a small to medium-sized company, I would say this $59 is the best I spend 
every single month. So I would like you to strongly consider using it for the following reasons. Not only does Sprout Social let you schedule things way far in advance so you don't have to be stuck to all of these social media outlets constantly, but it also lets you track things in an incredibly detailed way. That way you can see what's working with people, what time of day it's working. You can also, which is fascinating, compare your feed to other people who are similar. So for example, if you run a restaurant and you want to see how your feed is doing up against somebody else in the same town doing something similar, you just type in their handle and it will let you know how things are doing on their feed, how you compare, how engaged your followers are versus other people's. It'll also even let you know who their most influential followers are. It's a completely fascinating tool and I think well worth investing in. But the bottom line is you want to use these tools to gather data on what's working best for your audience. Because after you have that data, you need to refine your plan. You can't just stick with what seems to be working. You have to really run towards what's already working that you can tell in the stats. Now, the one thing to avoid is to think that based on the fact that the stats say one type of content is doing best, that you just keep doing that exactly the same. Once you've figured out what's working best, you need to run towards that type of content and then expand it further. So for example, if you're like me and you find out that people really, really love photographs of homes on your feed, you can't just keep posting homes. You have to find a way to turn that particular content area that you know people love into different types of updates. So rather than just saying, all right, this works, here's more of it, you can expand it into interesting different forms of media. You could try out a video format of that. You could try interviewing people in a tiny form where they write answers on paper. Whatever it is, try to find a way to expand that content that you already know people love. Social media is always changing. And the more that you continue to change with it, the more that your voice, whether it's a visual voice or an actual written voice, will continue to resonate and spread online. Before we go, I want to leave you with a few feeds that I think are doing a fantastic job online. They're great people to follow and great people to pay attention to in terms of using the field really, really well for them. The first example I want to start with is a designer called Headley and Bennett. It's Instagram.com slash Headley and Bennett. And this is a designer in Los Angeles who is making aprons. And whether or not you work in the apron or restaurant industry, it is a fascinating field or fascinating feed to follow for the following reason. She has used this medium to take photographs of people wearing her aprons and then repost them. Then she at replies the people in them. And then she is able to grow her following based on including those people. It's a relatively simple thing to do, but it's a genius way to create free marketing and free advertising without having to actually invest in them. The only cost she's spending is spreading the word by giving some of her aprons away. It's really, really well done. Another great example on Instagram is a designer called Arielle Alasco. She is Instagram.com slash Arielle, A-R-I-E-L-E, Alasco, A-L-A-S-K-O. Arielle has an incredible aesthetic and she has refined it so closely. So if you're looking to see what's the best way to express yourself through multiple photographs, but still having a really cohesive aesthetic, Arielle is a great one to watch. My two favorites on Twitter are Rookie Mag, which is run by Tavi Gevinson, and another writer named Austin Cleon, which is K-L-E-O-N. Both of those people are really expressing themselves in terms of having somewhat controversial opinions sometimes, but being able to couch it within a really relatable personality. So if you're having trouble figuring out how to express who you are as a person without getting too personal or too controversial, follow those two feeds for great ideas. I'll be back next week with a new show. Until then, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next Wednesday. 
Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.